Welcome to Upside Chat. My name's Tom. As, as always, I'm joined by Simon and Timmy. Uh, in this pod, we're going to talk about the top four and uh, the title race in general. Uh, 15 games played this season. Uh, so far, we've got Chelsea in first, Man City second, United are now up to third. And, hey. West, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, West Ham are sitting in fourth. But to be honest, I mean, you know, it's fair to say it looks like it's going to be between... Chelsea and City, if we're being real about this season, um, but there's quite a few surprises, don't, don't you think? I mean, you're, you're talking about uh, West Ham are on 27 points, and then you know, could anyone really down to Tottenham who are in 10th on 21 have got a chance to sort of hover, sort of hovering below that, those sort of top four, top five places? Definitely, definitely. Um, I mean, I think. Before we start, we need to give huge credit, I believe, to Sam Allardyce and West Ham, who are sitting there in fourth. I know, I know he's not really a fan of his. No, no, no. I think it's fair to say all three of us have sat here before, and and we have given Sam Allardyce's style of football at some point a uh, <laughs> bit of a tough time. <laughs> but um, in fairness to him, you look at the players he's brought in, he's playing a completely different style of football. He now has players in the park where he's got technical players. I mean, the likes of Alex Song and that Kuyate, they're fantastic players in the middle of the park for them. And he does have the option now, where Andy Carroll's back, he can mix his game up. And I think, as a team, West Ham are looking quite solid at the moment. And they're able to give anyone a match. It's quite surprising. They, they were relegation candidates at the start of the season. And now, you know, he has done brilliantly with them, isn't he, really? Well, we, well, we, he said it himself. I mean, he's under so much pressure before the season even started, really. He needed to have a start like this to win the fans over. I mean, I still don't... And you, you, you go around Upton Park, and I guarantee you, there's probably still about half the fans that are still saying they want Sam Maladice out. Oh, no, come on, not after the start. No, there is. I'll tell you, I said West Ham fans, and I think if you've been honest, West Ham fans talk about their club, and they think that's their club. They think about an attractive, attacking football that they play. That's what they want more than anything. They want to be a club well, known you, for that. Wait, you're telling me they'll rather play attacking, attractive football than... Some, the die-hard fans will, yeah. That, that's what they were, That's what they always complained about with Sam Allardyce, is it not? Yeah, but is, is, is he is he style of football? I think he said it, he, he said it himself. So, sorry to interrupt you there, Tom. He said it himself that if it got ten games into the season and they were thirteen, something like that, he would have been gone. He said it himself. Do you think fans though nowadays just expect too much? In West Ham's case, I feel. The fans probably were expecting too much, but the only difference here is that in that case is that um, Sam Alidas, surprisingly, has actually been able to deliver. But you just wonder to yourself, like, obviously me personally, they've had a fantastic start to the season, but I'm not expecting them to finish in the top four. It may or they may not get a Europa League spot, but you just it just makes me feel when this uh, the results don't come. Like eventually, what what's going to happen? Are the West Ham fans going to turn around on him again, and is he going to lose his job? Or yeah, what, I, what, I believe I believe that the West Ham fans and Newcastle fans aren't too dissimilar. In my eyes, you see how everyone's all like pro Pardew again now. 
<laughs> I mean, I mean, if 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 Newcastle go on a four-game losing run now, the whole Sackbardry thing will come back. Football fans are fickle at the end of the day. At the moment, West Ham fans are going to be loving it, and and you know what? He deserves respect. He deserves our respect as well. After like all the stuff we used to say about him, because he brought in players like Enna Valencia, that that Sacco he's brought in. You know, he he moved down into a completely different position. These are great players. Those two strikers cause teams all sorts of problems, don't they? Well, that's it, isn't it? Everyone last season was saying that they didn't like his style of football and that he needs to play more attacking and what have you. He does it, and then he's still saying there's still fans who aren't happy, do you know? And I think... What, the die-hard you... die hard fans, Tom, yeah. I yeah, think. I just think well, that's the thing with fans he, now. You can't, can't really say they're not happy. He's been, like I said, he's been... Terrific yeah. This season. yeah, I mean, look, I didn't say they're not happy. I just said there will be the die-hard fans who who go back to a club's philosophy, my philosophy, as Van Hel <laughs> would say. And West Ham have always been known for attacking football, haven't they? Their club has throughout the years. Mm. But don't get me wrong. I think the way that they're going now, I agree with you, Timmy. I don't see any reason why that team, you know, as long as there's no injuries, can't get top seven. Agreed. Mm. You know. Well, let's look at another another team who are sort of overachieving, if you like, this season, which was quite surprising. Uh, yeah, the mass, the mass exodus of Southampton players. You know, we didn't really expect them to be top half of the table this season. You know, Ronald Koeman has done a great job there, but now they seem to be sort of off the pace a bit now. Do you reckon they're getting stretched now? They're starting to come up against the bigger clubs. Well, their fixture list at the beginning of the season. Now, bar Liverpool way at the beginning of the season where they should have got a draw, they had a very, very good run of fixtures where, in fairness to them, they've beaten the teams which they are, you should say, necessarily expected to get points off of, yeah? Mm. But when it, now they've come up against the big boys like like City who tore them apart. There's, there's no doubt City were bang on form that day. Arsenal, they were very unlucky. I thought they deserved a draw. And then United tonight... I mean, by all accounts, they played quite well first half and, you know, United were lucky, possibly lucky to go in with a draw. But they come up against teams of quality where where they only need a moment. You come up against players such as Van Persie, you give them a chance, he's going to put it away. And I, I've always said all along, I think they'd fall out the top four and, you know, I think they're, they're fighting for Europa League spot this year more than anything. I expect them to, to, sl- to slide a little bit more over Christmas and that's purely because I think they've got a limited squad. Agreed. Agreed. Not a lot of rotation oh. in that squad. Mm. I, I've always, I've always thought the table it doesn't really shape up until, let's say January or I just agree. after, just after Christmas. Yep. That, that's when, that's when we'll know and we'll know who's actually fighting. So we'll know who's fighting for what position. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I if you look at Southampton and with what happened in the summer. You'd, you'd, you'd expect the board to give Ronald Koeman a bit of money in January to go out and get a, an extra couple of players, you know, to, to push on for that Europa League spot. Because, I mean, reaching the Europa League, that's, that would be a fantastic achievement for Southampton. The thing you've got to look at Southampton is they've got a good foundation for a squad now. I mean, you know, you've got... Um... Yeah, you've got the you've got Klein, you know, you've got people like obviously Snyderlin, I know he's been linked with Tottenham, but then you've got uh Tadic, Wanyama, 
And then, you know, Pele, you know, I think that goal that he scored against United, that, that will be a big confidence boost of him, because I think he went, was it like seven games, wasn't it, without scoring? Yeah, he needed a goal. He needed so, a goal. you know, so they've got a good crop of players as a foundation, and I think if they could add the right kind of players to it, they could at least be a good challenger for Europa. They, they need another creative player, because I think where Tadic has been quiet the last three or four games... I don't think attacking-wise they've been the same kind of threat. No, well, I, I do. I do feel the um, Griezmann Pele is an ever-present aerial threat up front. No. Yeah, he is. He is. But I think he needs the like of of Tadic and that to dictate the game. Then he, Ronald Koeman. Tadic has been their, been their main creative player all season. Agreed. Mm. So he's gone off form a bit, and they've dipped a little bit. I think he needs. He could do with another winger and. Possibly well, that, 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 that side of me, I, I don't think he's had much impact as I thought he would. No, but then again, he's new to the league, so we've got, we've got to be fair to him. He mm. need, needs, needs a bit of time. Well, if we're looking, before we sort of move to like the, 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 the top of the table, um, if we look at some of the other sort of teams that are hovering underneath Southampton, you know, probably all the way down to Tottenham, who are in 10th. You've got the Arsenal, uh, Newcastle, Swansea, Liverpool... And Spurs, so you know, is there anyone else you can sort of see putting up a realistic fight for that fourth spot? You'd set you out of them. You you would probably pick Arsenal, wouldn't you? If you're being realistic, but I mean, I think Arsene Wenger. I mean, I, I don't know if you two heard this. Apparently, a lot of the fans, as the Arsenal team was getting on the coach to head back to London. They were um, on the train, wasn't they? Was yeah, the train well, the train was, they were shouting out to Arsene Wenger to get out of our club. Yeah. He's, he's oh. getting to that point now. I think I think patience is very, very thin <laughs> on Arsenal right now. I, and... say, I think that's an absolute disgrace. Yeah. That it, is was... an, uh, it, it doesn't matter how poor the team is before. You, you can't do that. It's a lack of class. Well, don't get me started on Carlson Arsenal, right? <laughs> <laughs> I do. I know, like we've obviously done pods on Wenger before, and we, you know, in fairness, we have slated him. We have sort of said it's time to move on. I respect him as a manager and for what he'd done for Arsenal back in, you know, like I've, the, I've lost respect for him. Yeah, no, I mean, I respect him for what he did do. I do think he sort of dragged it out a bit, but at the same time, is that he still won an FA Cup for them last season and. You know, like, I know obviously they expect more, but to do it that way, go that way about it and completely just publicly slate your manager in front of his face, it's a bit much. <laughs> no, I agree. I, I, I think the way the fans are... Ha- but then again, like, let me let me just play devil's advocate to you two. These are fans who, for the last four or five years, have been saying, maybe it's time he moved on. Yeah? And where we've all agreed, he's so stubborn... He's not thinking about that side of it. He still thinks he can bring back the glory days to Arsenal. Instead of maybe admitting, like looking at himself in the mirror and going, OK, you know what? I have taken this team as far as I can. I've achieved all I can with Arsenal. So maybe the fans are thinking, if we don't get more vocal, we don't get a bit more hostile, mm. then the board won't it's take not, notice. It's, it's I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's, it's right. Do it. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying... I think you know? you've also you've got to think about how old were the fans who are actually doing that. And I do sort of sit there and think, I know we're not our old ourselves, but we Probably do. Probably like little chaps from North London. Well, that's, <laughs> what, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, you, you so, imagine like, if they're only like 20 or something like that. 
And, you know, I mean, we're like, in our, in our mid late twenties, and we remember the Arsenal glory days and that. And you just do think, do they, do they have they actually forgotten what he's done for the club? But with, but with that said, look, if we go back to their game they, they had on Saturday against Stoke, I mean, Stoke get up for a game against Arsenal because of the recent history <laughs> between the two sides. Stoke want to make it physical for them because they like the idea of being rough on an Arsenal team. Ever since like what happened with Ramsey all those years back. And to go 3-0 down against a side like Stoke, no disrespect to Stoke, the Stoke a bit like haven't been scoring shed loads of goals in the league. They've been struggling to score goals. Yeah. And to concede three goals in the first half against Stoke City and then come out in the second half. And there's some fans that we've spoken to that are going, oh, but in the second half, we could have got something out of that. How can you turn around, you know, about a team that's in the Champions League, claims to have aspirations of winning the league and eventually winning the Champions League and go, well, we could have got something in that second half against Stoke. And be happy with that. I mean, it's, it's how far they've come now. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's from a fan's point of view, it's frustrating. I mean, um, you look at you look at Arsenal. City. I'd love to get clawed on a pod. Clawed off of Arsenal. Team. Oh, he, he gets really angry. <laughs> Big time. But he, he's right in what he's saying, though. He, he's like, he, I won't be surprised if he fights off camera. That's how bad it is. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm. I, I, I think this could be the year, possibly, where Arsenal possibly don't make top four. You just can't imagine it, can you? I can't imagine it, but then again, I never thought United wouldn't get top four. It's not out of the realms of possibility, is it? Well, that's it. I think you know it's going to be a big... Big ask for, for if uh, Wenger actually stays there if they don't make the top four. I think you know, they'll, they'll just chuck him out at the end if he's going to... He'll never chuck... They'll never chuck way, him. They won't chuck him out because economically he knows how to make money and he knows how to control... You know what I'm trying to say. In, t- in t- money-wise, he's doing good for the club. Yeah, but, yeah, but it's, it's, I know football is financial based now, but for a fan, not being funny, you don't give a toss about how much profit. You don't, you don't see the fans there. Arsenal languishing in seventh, eighth, eighth place right now. I'm going, yeah, but we made a good profit though this year. You know that makes up. They <laughs> yeah. don't give a toss about that. They want to see their team fighting for a, for a title. They're not yeah, going to be going. You... Yeah, but do your, does your club get in the plus? Honestly and truthfully. Out of all the boards out there, how many of them can we really say actually care about the club? I'm not saying the Arsenal board don't care about the club, but how many boards out there actually care about the club? It's, well, this is sort of irrelevant because you've got that Kronke, I think his name is, of Arsenal, who's come out and he's he's pretty much slated Arsene Wenger, hasn't he, in the last few weeks, saying that like what he's doing is not good enough. He's lucky that he's lucky, Arsene Wenger, that Karunke hasn't got a high stake in the club. Why, why, why is he still? Why is Wenger still there? You come out and say that, which must be refreshing for some Arsenal fans. But why are you not doing anything about it? Because he hasn't got a big enough stake in the club, mate. That's that's the problem at the board level. He's trying to, isn't he? But at the end of the day, he's one of the board members who was getting slated. When Arsenal wouldn't make like big enough transfer signings, so if he can get slated for that, surely he must have an input in, you know, some sort of board decision to get rid of Wenger. 
He has influence, but he doesn't have enough power, mate. That's the point there. That's the point. Fair, fair, fair enough. Well, then, therefore, no one should slate him and say, oh, yeah, he hasn't done this, he hasn't done that for the club. Then. I feel that it's pretty unfair. Like, all that criticism he was receiving in the past. And... Oh, okay, you're tight to your opinion, mate. I, I, I think Arsene Wenger shouldn't be allowed to not have criticism aimed at him just because he, of what he's done in the past. Mm. From, from any sort of level, no manager gets that divine right. If you're not producing what you should be producing for a football club, what do you expect? That's what football is. You're not doing, you're not producing your job at the level that you're required to. Then at least accept it. At least come out and admit. When do you ever hear Arsene coming out and going, damn right, we were terrible today? I can see him getting egged. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine him getting eggs? Mm. I can actually see him getting eggs. Oh, that'd be brilliant. Too yeah. good, too bad to match your day. I'm sure, he'd, <laughs> I'm sure he'd find the positives in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was a good egg. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought the egg played really well. <laughs> Respect me all over the face. Made a, made a good run down my nose. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, if we move on to um, like the top of the table, so you know, a lot of people are saying it's going to be a two-horse race between Chelsea and Man City. Uh, I think we all thought it was the end of the world when. You know, Armageddon was coming when Chelsea lost <laughs> over the weekend. Oh, uh, get out of your systems. <laughs> get out of your systems. <laughs> so, you know, it was uh, the first loss of the season. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Chelsea, Man City, 36 and 33 points, respectively. Well, Can we see anyone else getting involved in that? No. I'll say, I, Honestly, I can say that no. But one thing I will say is that uh, it's fair play to Van Hal quickly because I do believe that and I've said it all along, United will get top four, Van Hal will sort the team out and get some results, and he's doing that. But in terms of the title race, I think they'll fall a bit too short, purely because I just don't think they have the squad for it this year. No, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know about you, Tammy, I think that they're not necessarily going to have the legs to mount the title challenge. As United fan, I'll be happy with with a top four finish just to get back in Europe just to make Tuesday and Wednesday nights a bit more enjoyable <laughs> yeah, it must be a bit boring for the two of you sometimes yeah. I've even been uh, tempted yeah, to watch we, we just watched the under 21s <laughs> I just I do think that it's just it is a dip, it's like you've got the little league of Chelsea City then you've got the league for the top four and then you've got the battle to, to avoid relegation. <laughs> now, unfortunately, the league, the, the, the one for the title is Chelsea and City. And admittedly, like I go back and said, like you two have been saying all along, it's Chelsea's, it's Chelsea's, they're running, they're going to run away with it. I said all along that wouldn't happen. City would always come back in it because you can't have players like Aguero. Yeah, admitting but, it, that you're. That I'm what? Not, that you're. It's not going to plan at the moment. What, for one defeat? <laughs> I mean, wait, 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 that... hold on. How many... Uh, what is this season? I don't know if you know it off-head, but this season alone, like, what has been the most point difference between you and C? Uh, uh, 1.8 points. Eight points, was it? I think so, yeah. It's now down to three. Yeah. Okay, so, but tell me, wait, where you said... So it's not going to plan. 
So being first in the league, having lost one game, qualified top of the group for the. No, the no, no, no. I think I think you're getting it totally wrong, mate. <laughs> I don't think I am. You're saying. I think you are. I think you are. You're getting you're getting you're getting it completely wrong. I'm just yeah. saying. I just feel from having an eight point gap over your title rivals Manchester City is now cut down to three points. Like it's a bit, you know, it's a bit. I don't, I don't know the right word to say, but it's a, I don't know, like, it's almost like. Mate, it's the, Premier, it's the Premier League. We're going to drop points, just like City are going to drop points. Yeah, obviously, you're going to drop points, but, you know, you want to maintain, like, some sort of advantage for me, like, in the title race, like, because three points, that really does look doable, especially over this Christmas period as well. Of course it's if it was at least five points, I'll say, oh yeah, fair enough. Like you're quite, you're still quite safe. But no, I've... from from eight points to three points, like I don't feel, I don't know. You might see it differently. Fair enough. Chelsea have had a fantastic season, but eight points down to three, I don't, I don't think that's quite good to me, if I'm honest. Okay, well look, you're entitled to your opinion. I mean, I look at it this way: if I was offered where Chelsea are now at the beginning of the season, come December time, would have taken it, I would have bitten your hand off. In the, the day, I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy how the team are and how they're performing at the moment. I mean, if our slump is losing one game and drawing one game out of the last three, out of 20, out of 24 rather, right, then, then, then it's really not a bad slump. Like, you look at City, City are at the top of the, top of their game right now, right? But at the top of the game, they've now just lost Aguero for a month. Okay. Minimum. Minimum a month, right? Yaya Torre goes, goes off in January as well to the African nations. So are you telling me that with them two gone, you don't think City will drop any points? Well, see, I'm not saying they won't drop points. Like Points are always going to be dropped throughout a season. But like I said, I just feel the point difference that or point advantage you had over City you know for it to come down to three like I just don't feel like you know I feel like it's a perhaps a little what's the right word a little complacent okay well well we'll we'll have to agree to disagree because at the moment I don't think three points is anything to rave about oh, either okay. so, wait, oh, so over this over this Christmas you and I both know how hectic the Christmas period is yeah, a lot, a lot can change over it. So over this Christmas period, let's say going into January, let's just say, for argument's sake, let's just say City are three points ahead of you. Yeah. What 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 would you say then? I say that's fine. We play them at home in January, and we can beat. Them. <laughs> so and we've got a better goal difference than currently as well. Look, we will drop more points. I've said it all along. All this, I hated all this crap that we were going to go the season. Unbeaten. It can't happen in today's football now. It's football's gone up a level. It can't. It can't happen now. We were always going to drop points. City will drop points again. I mean, all it takes is for City to draw the next two games and us to win it. Win our next two games. There you go. We've we've gained four points to them, and all of a sudden we're seven points clear of them. It will go up and down throughout the season. There's no doubt about it. either of those sides can win the, win the Premier League. But we have got the benefit of having already been to City, already been to United, already been to Liverpool, already been to Everton. 
fair, fair enough. You you've know? been to you've been to all these places, but there's one thing that City have over you Which at this what? moment in time. Which is what? And that's and that's experience. Experience like obviously currently what you got the likes of John Terry, who's actually won the Premier League with Chelsea, but you got City. Most of those players, what? They've just won the league like twice in what two years? Yeah. So they, they, they've got experience of catching teams that they caught Man United to win the league. All right. So what you're saying, you you, you think City were going to do it now, do you? I'm not saying anything. I just I'm just because saying. It's just it's just two weeks ago you were so adamant that the title race is over and done with, mate. Because I didn't think Chelsea would drop, you know, points in the way they have. Well, don't take this the wrong way or anything, but. You're being a bit naive then, weren't you? Because we were always going to no, drop no, points. Honestly, no, don't get me wrong. I expected them to drop... Of course, I expected them to drop points throughout the season, but mm. to drop, what, five points in such a short space of time? We're not even at the Christmas period yet. I, did, I didn't expect that from a Mourinho team based on what I've seen in the past. I fully expect City and Chelsea to drop points over the Christmas period. I do. I do, but we'll wait and see. If any, if either of those, if those two teams can come through the whole Christmas period having won every game, they've done, they've done exceptional. That's all I'm going to say. Mm. And I personally think that without Aguero, you take Aguero out of that side, do you fear Manchester City the same way? Really? No, not, no, not necessarily. I, th- I think, I think that's a massive loss. And I, I'm, I'm actually a bit sad he's injured because I want to win the league with Chelsea, but I want us to win it having beaten City with Sergio Aguero in it. No excuses. Mm. I just want to um, just quickly move on and just give uh, Liverpool a mention. Um, you know, oh, they're dear. sort of, well, they've gone down the pecking order now. You know, like <laughs> last, last, last season, they was up there in first, second spot, you know. And, uh, yeah, they've just sort of gone completely off the radar now. You know, do you think they can put up any sort of challenge... For a Europe, Europe, European place? For a European place? Take the words of a, a certain brand of Rogers last season. If you spend over 100 million, you should be challenging for the title. <laughs> Not just challenging for top four. But um, I don't know. Words. I, don't, I don't know. With him and with Liverpool, it's, it's difficult. Yeah. Well, that's it. I mean, like, obviously, they've, they've not... Balotelli hasn't turned up yet. I can't really see... To, to be honest, he's never a, a top top player. Like, no, yeah. no, but and we and we can't we can't keep going back to to the whole Balotelli thing. You look at Liverpool as a whole. There's plenty of reasons why they're not performing the way they are at the moment. Well, that's it. They're just not the same team, are they? And they're like, yeah, without venturing into the whole you know, Suarez because he's gone. They're suddenly they're terrible. Yeah, there was you know they were never a one man team. So you know, you just you just do wonder where that spark's going to come from. Well, he doesn't. He yeah, doesn't yeah. know his best team either at the moment. You no. look, he bought, bought Dejan Lovren for twenty million. He can't get in the team now. He dropped yeah. him for Colo Torre. Colo, Colo, Colo. They dropped him for Colo, Colo, Colo Torre. You know, they can't. He, you know, he's in the team now. He's 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 decided to start. Gerard's not played in two of the last three matches. 
Well, that's another debate, isn't it? That has to be had. It's not started, rather, I should say. Yeah, it's, it's sort of how to best use Gerard effectively now as well. Well, I thought the, what, what, like the rest of him and getting him to play a bit further forward, uh, where he's like a bit fitter, is well, the way to play Stephen Gerrard. Mm. But I, I mean, it's not just that. I mean, you need players like Felipe Coutinho to step up now. I mean, if, if he's going to be recognised as, as a really top player, he's, he's got to start stepping up Coutinho. They, they seem, seem to, like I said, they've gone down a pecking order now. They've got, you know, if you look at their fixtures they've got in December, they've got FC Basel. You know, they need that. They, they have to win. Me. They have to win. If they don't, it's going to be a massive dent in confidence, you could say. Uh, they then go to Old Trafford after that. United are on form. They'll yeah. lose that, I'm telling you. I think they're going to lose. You know, and then you've they've got... I, I, I've said this for a while now. Van Hal will get you know. I'm not necessarily playing great football because you're not. You're not playing great football at all. But he's grinding out results. That's what top managers can do. When your team's not playing well, you grind out results. And he's got a he's got a little formula going now, where he's able to like he's nicking goals, and you're not leaking as many goals now. Defensively, you, you, you've tightened up a bit now. And what's that? What's that now? Four, or five wins on the bounce. Yeah, five, five wins. wins. Yeah. Five wins. I always said. I always said that you that United would hit a bit of form, like and and push further up the table now. And you're seven points clear, Liverpool. You beat Liverpool on Sunday at home. You go ten points clear, Liverpool. But yet you were the team that was in crisis at the beginning mm. of the season. One more thing. Sorry, Tom. That Brendan Rodgers can moan about injuries to the likes of Sturridge and Balotelli at the moment. But, I mean, you haven't seen Van Hal sitting there in these press conferences moaning about all the injuries he's had defensively. No, he, no. He's, he, he's, he's just got on, got with, on it. with it. Yeah. He's got on with it, and he's yeah. guided them to third place. Yeah, and then there's that, he's had to dip dip into the youth system. You know, he pulled out you know, Blackett early in the season, McNair, yeah. and he's used yeah, I mean, them effectively for the most part. Yeah, I mean, in the moment the creative players for Liverpool aren't quite doing it. Mm. Maybe he does need to start looking into that youth system a little bit more. Mm. Just to spark that bit of energy. And the crowd always gets mm. up for it when you see a young player come through, don't they? Mm-hmm. If if we wrap this up then with our uh, predictions, if we're looking at third and fourth place, um, you know, who can you see ending third and fourth by the end of the season? Do you see any surprises or do you think it's going to be pretty clear cut? Um, I'll go first. I personally think United will get third. I do. Okay. I think. I think. I think. I think. Out of all the teams fighting for fourth place, they've got the most firepower, and I can see that being enough for them. I think they'll get third. In terms of fourth, it's tough. It's tough, but I. I would probably have to put my money on Arsenal, as much as I hate saying it. No offense, Arsenal fans, but <laughs> I'm <a> Chelsea boy. <laughs> I'd probably. I'd, I'd probably say Arsenal. How about you, Timmy? I think I'll say United will finish third. Um, fourth place, I'm going to have to go with Arsenal as well. It's just it's what Wenger specialises in now. <laughs> <laughs> specialises in fourth place, don't he? He's got the experience in the squad to do so. And then, yeah, they'll be happy with their fourth. I just can't, you can't see 
you look at the likes of, I mean, Tottenham aren't going to get top four. Nowhere near it this year. Mm. They've I, got Everton are too, too, way too inconsistent. I, I think, you know, the people have been, you know, tipping Newcastle, but I, I think that they're just on a, a revival at the moment. I can't see them maintaining it. No, me neither. To be honest. Me neither. There's no reason why they can't. So. I, think, I think if they end top ten this year, they've done well, Newcastle. Mm. Mm. All right then. Well, as always, great discussion. Be interesting to see if our predictions are right. Um, yeah, like we say, probably turn turn of the year. Probably start seeing the table level out a bit more, and we get more of an idea of uh, of who would be the real contenders. Uh, if you've got any views on our opinions, uh, remember you can find all of our social media contacts at our website, which is www.offsidechat.com. And we are now on iTunes as well, so make sure you subscribe to us on that. And, uh, yeah, we hope to hear from you, and thanks for listening.